0: Hello, everybody. It's your host, Jack Healy. And today on the Gotham Sports Machine, we're talking New York baseball with my co-host, Mark Healy, and our guest today, Scott Engel. Scott is a member of the Fantasy Sports Writers Association's Hall of Fame. He's featured on Gameday.com and Rotoballer. How are you doing today, Scott?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. The Mets are winning. The Yanks are winning. It's good to be a baseball fan in New York right now.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, everybody's going back and forth at each other. We got this old rivalry. Mark... Mark remembers in the '80s when, uh, you know, it was Hernandez versus Mattingly. You know now, the uh, Yankee fans are getting a little concerned because as good as there are, they they don't want to share the stage with the Mets.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of a lot of um get a lot of chatter, and and you know we didn't have Twitter back then, Scott. So you know who knows what the arguments would have been back then. Uh, But it's funny, you know, it's so funny that you bring up the 80s because the other day I was doing some research for a for a piece I was doing. And I I noticed that the Yankees in 1985, um, you know, they won 97 games that year. That was the year that they fired Yogi uh, at the beginning of the season and everybody lost their minds. Then they won, you know, a bunch of games. I could think 91 games under Billy Martin. and you know, they, they scored a ton of runs. Their pitching staff was brutal. Outsider Guidry, who won 22 games, the rest of the team was terrible. But the reason I am bring it up is because that team won 97 games and they were like 26 and 26 in one run games. I mean, you imagine that? I mean, that's how good that team was. That's how close, you know, the 85 uh, Mets, the 85 Mets and the 85 Yankees came, you know, that close Cause I think the, I think the Mets won 97 games that year as well. That's how close those two teams came to playing uh, in their first subway series. And I just thought it was fascinating that 26 and 26 a record in one run games for a team that won 97 games. It just blows my mind.
1: Yeah. The the Mets lost that final series in St. Louis that year, after right. hit the, the home run off the clock, but yeah. Uh, you know, for all as many championships as the Yankees will win, they never want to cede the stage to the Mets. And I want to clear up one myth, okay? And I wrote this for thegameday.com. i on one of our syndicated partners, New York Sports Station. The Mets are not the Yankees' little brother, okay? If When people say that, I always say they're not the little brother. They're their neighbors. Maybe they're the less successful neighbor. Yes, the Yankees have won more championships, but the Mets are not related to the Yankees. They're not the little brother. The Mets were born out of the void created by the Giants and the Dodgers took on their logos and colors. So, Yankee fans, if you're going to assault the Mets, you could say, my less successful neighbor. Just because I'm near you doesn't mean we're related. Going into
0: this deadline, I mean – It was expected that the Yankees were going to have a lot of moves to make, and I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think Gallo's got to be gone. But outside of that, I don't know what major move they're going to look to make because the pitching's been very good. And maybe they go out for an arm. Maybe they look for a center fielder because the inconsistencies of Aaron Hicks. But I think it's going to be a big question mark of what the Yankees are really going to do. What do you think, it's, Scott? It's interesting, you know,
1: because, you know, I cover fantasy baseball a lot
0: and uh, it's going to be interesting
1: to hear. You know, there's been some suggestions that maybe they move Chapman so he can get a chance to close somewhere else. And I have Chapman on my Tout Wars team. Uh, so, which is a big industry league. So I'm hoping he doesn't get traded because Clay Holmes has been fantastic. Uh it's, it's a little hard to gauge because these are the Hank Steinbrenner Yankees. He's not the George Steinbrenner Yankees. Yankee fans will have a lot of expectations that they want to get some superstar to fill center field, but I think, you know, they should do something there, but uh, I don't be, I don't know if it would be a major splash move because his team is playing so well anyway, but I, I think they got to go into the, the postseason with something better than Aaron Hicks, because even though they appear to like Hicks, they've kept him around for years, you know, durability is also a concern with him.
2: You know, that's a great point, um, Scott. When I think about, uh, you know, and I think about, you know, the old George Steinbrenner and the Yankees, you know, more often than not, would kind of do, do you know, make moves at the deadline as overkill. But when Gene Michael kind of took control of the organization uh, after he was fired, believe it or not, uh, in 95, after, the, uh, after they lost to the Mariners, you know, Gene Michael was very good at, you know, figuring out which prospects to trade, which prospects to keep, and you know, and and really, people keep talking about, you know, and I'm going to bring the the Mets into this as well. Is that you know, just because you have money to work with doesn't necessarily mean that that's what other teams want. They they want you to take on uh, whatever contracts that they're looking to get rid of, but they also want prospects in return because they're the real currency. You know, especially uh, with the way you know with the way the economics of the game is now, and the fact that you know the Mets and the Yankees both have decent uh, prospects, decent organizations. I don't know, think either team has a tremendous amount of depth. So whatever move uh, the Yankees are going to make, you make a great point. These are the House Steinbrenner Yankees, uh, and they're not you know as uh, World Series or bust. But I, I think that Cashman heard a lot of the chatter this offseason. I definitely think that, you know, he's going to want to, you know, solidify this team uh, for the pennant race. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I, look, I know what their record is. I know what the Mets record is. I see a lot of bumps with both teams that are coming. Uh, you know, they're starting to come a little bit more in the – in, you know, in, in the, you know, kind of coming a little bit more apparent uh, despite the records. So if I had to tell, if I had to ask you, uh, what do you think those trouble spots are with the Mets? Where would you point to?
1: I think maybe another starting pitcher because all these injuries that, uh, you know, they've been suffering, maybe, maybe, maybe a reliever. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with what the offense looks, you know, but, Yankee fans, you know, maybe they'll get a Brian Reynolds or a Trent Grisham or somebody like that. And I think, I think that should should be more than adequate uh, for for the Mets. You know, they've had, uh, as we record this, uh, Carlos Carrasco got hurt, and McGill's out. And while Peterson's been okay, and Williams has been a little bit up and down, I think they want to get another arm, maybe another starting arm, and maybe another arm in the bullpen because I think around the diamond they're pretty solid. Uh, there's a lot of talk about bringing Francisco Alvarez up but when McCann comes back a lot of people look at it from an offensive perspective especially people that play fantasy baseball McCann may not give you a lot of offense but he's great defense great handling of pitcher so I think they're okay there I think if the Mets are in the market for anything it'll probably it'll probably be pitching the Yankees have really uh, exceeded expectations all over the place which means they don't have to go out and make a Boss uh, splash move. Uh, Yankee fans, they're not going to trade for Byron Buxton. I don't i don't think it's happening, but a Trent Grisham or Brian Reynolds would be a nice move. Uh,
0: I think last year, people, uh, everyone wanted the big superstar. This offseason, everyone wanted the big superstar. Now that they're winning, I don't see that there's as much of that need for the big superstar. And I don't, it, it's just not. What they really need and what they've been missing in center field, Aaron Hicks did give him a – he was pretty good defensively, but they need defense and speed. They need a guy that can just cover all that ground that you're really not getting between Judge and Stanton, well, whoever else is out there because, yeah, they're big guys with big arms and they're not bad in the field, but they don't move very well. They can get a guy that moves well. I think that would be a big plus.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I agree. You know, defensively, it'll certainly help. But you know, uh, the average Yankee fan is always expecting a star. I think.
0: You no, know, I think the same thing with the Mets. The deadline, everyone's going to want a big name. Go and get a big name. But I think a guy that could really be they're really being the market for, it. and he, maybe his value's a little bit down. It's Frankie Montas. They were looking at him earlier in the year. It's not not great numbers, but not bad numbers whatsoever. I think he would definitely help them out with the back end of their rotation, just being the Mets avaged. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I could, I could see something like that. Um, uh, you know, it, it really, it really depends on who's available. I haven't, I haven't seen, a a lot of rumors, uh, you know, the Marlins never keep anybody, but I don't think they're going to, they're going to move Sandy Alcantara. You know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think, uh, I don't necessarily think that's happening. Uh, you know, you you look you look at some other teams out there uh, that may be willing to give up some starters that that could be out of it. I mean, are the Cubs going to give up Kyle Hendricks? I don't know, but he he hasn't pitched that well. The, the, Luis Castillo would be a very interesting name, and I think he he would be a, a superb pickup. Uh, if if the Mets can make a move for him,
2: I tell you the definitely the guy that I want, and because I, I think the Mets need some help in that bullpen, I want David Robertson.
1: <clears throat> he's
2: pitching well. He, he's healthy. He he certainly is no stranger to New York. He I wanted him. You know, I want when the when the Phillies signed him, uh you know, a couple of years ago to that three year deal. I mean, it turned out to be a disaster because he got hurt. But I really wanted him that offseason. I've always loved. I love the guy when he was with the Yankees. He knows how to close. He knows how to win big games. Um, for me, uh, if they could, if they could find a way to pry David Robertson uh, and help out with that back end uh, of you know, not that Edwin Diaz needs a lot of help, but he definitely, I think you know, Seth Lugo is showing some signs of, you know, he's one you know, one game he's solid, the next game he's not. I'd like to get another dependable veteran reliever in the back end. Do you think it's going to take a lot to get David Robertson?
1: Uh, I think it might take a prospect and the Mets. might might not be willing to give that up. Robertson has pitched in New York and, you know, it is a different animal pitching in New York. So I, I could certainly see that, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. Would San Francisco be willing to part with Jake McGee? You know, now that they have Camilo Duvall closing, uh, you know that that's another interesting name to to consider. Uh, but you know, I, I like the idea of Robertson. I I think that's a good call. Uh, the Nationals have a decent uh, you know reliever too. Like T- Tanner Rainey, might be a good pickup if they're willing to move him.
0: I feel like uh, it's a lot. It's been really disappointing this season. I'm gonna go outside the Mets and Yankees for Dodger fans. I Feel like everyone looking into this year was thinking the Dodgers were the team to beat, and now New York is the New York is the place to go. Beginning of the season, it was all Angels, Dodgers. It's gonna go on with that, and I feel like it's all dying down. I I just don't I don't know where this season is gonna end up. I just don't know who – I feel like the Yankees are watching out for Houston, as they always are. That's always been their biggest rival outside of the Red Sox, deep in the playoffs these past few years. The Mets, it's probably going to be the Dodgers, but the, these NL and AL, the top of these divisions, I feel like it's, it's a madhouse. The wild card race is very close because you have these two divisions in the AL East and the NL West that are so tight with top-end teams. I, I feel like this deadline is gonna be wild with these top-end teams just trying to make moves to try to get to the top, whether it's big name pitchers, big name batters. I feel like this deadline could be very interesting.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's you know, we're we're in June now. We're, we're in mid-June, you know, the, the just because people aren't putting the Dodgers like first. In the power rankings, doesn't mean when the postseason comes, they're still not going to be a powerhouse. There, there's nothing. There's nothing disappointing about the Dodgers. There's 16 games over f- over 500. Well,
0: I mean, the best, it's, best, it's, their, best they're their arm in half. What's Walker, that? Walker Bueller's done for the year, most likely. Yeah, but
1: still, they're 16 games over 500. Kershaw is pitching good. Uh, yeah, Bueller is. Uh, you know, a big loss, but the Dodgers are still playing well. I would, I would totally count them out. Uh, you know, they're still third or fourth in the power rankings for, for um, you know, on a, on a lot of major platforms. Uh, but, you know, just because more people are talking about the Mets, uh, it's not what people are talking about. That's not how the teams look at it. The Dodgers are looking at like, okay, you know, we lost Bueller, we're still 16 games over 500 you know, the Dodgers might make a move to get another starting pitcher. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sleeping on the Dodgers. I,
2: you know, I, th- I think that, you know, when you, when you get down to it, um, it you know, I, I don't think the, the, I don't think folks expected, um, you know, it, it was a weird off season. The lockout uh, certainly affected a lot of teams ability to make a lot of major moves uh, and when people came back, there wasn't really the flurry that everybody was expecting of signings and things, uh, things of that nature. Uh, the fact that the Yankees didn't really do anything, um, you know, they, the, and, and the moves that they made. I, I don't know about you, Scott, but when they traded for Donaldson and taken on that contract, kind of I mean, I, I, I knew moving Gary Sanchez was going to be uh, audition by subtraction uh, because he was just a guy that was just done here. He's just done. Um, and I, 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 you know, I, I don't I don't hate the Yankees like Jack does, but uh, it just it was it was it was hard to watch the Yankees, um, you know, uh, because of the way Gary Sanchez played the position, the way that he interacted with uh, the pitchers. It just wasn't a guy that I, I got excited watching. And I know he had power. I know uh, the Kraken and all that stuff. But he, he was never the same after Joe Girardi left, in my opinion. Um, and when Tony Pena left, because Tony Pena was a mentor to him as well. But I think at the end of the day, uh, the fact that Kyner Falefa has turned out to be a pretty good shortstop. Donaldson has played pretty well at third base, uh, you know, outside of the Jackie incident with, uh, you know, the guy from the White Sox. But, uh, I mean, Jose Trevino, uh, the fact that the pitchers are uh, pitching at this high level, the bullpen, uh, nobody expected, I I certainly didn't expect the Yankees to be this good. Is it smoke and mirrors, Scott, or are they this good? And do you think that especially the pitching will continue to be this consistent?
1: Uh, I don't think it's smoke and mirrors. No, you know, this team has been very good. I think people looked at how many superstars they had or didn't have, you know, and evaluated it that way because there's always such a high standard for the team. But, you know, Aaron judge is like having one of the great contract years, of all time. Stanton's got to stay healthy. He's slumping. Rizzo is a, was a great pickup. Torres is playing better. Uh, you know, Trevino's been solid. He's actually been a good number two fantasy catcher that I picked up in a few leagues. Uh, the advanced stats point at Nesta Cortez regressing some, but the rest of the pitching, you know who Cole is. Montgomery's just been unlucky with a lot of no decisions. He's solid. tyon has been good, and And Severino, I'm not surprised by how well he's pitched overall either. So I I don't think it's the old cliche, Scott Convergers, no.
0: Well, this has been another great episode on the Gotham Sports Machine. Definitely interested to see how the rest of this month pans out. This is a big month for any team that's looking to be competitive coming into this postseason. And, well, we'll see how it all ends out. Thanks for coming on, Scott.
1: Thanks for having me and check me out more at gameday.com. Take care, Scott. Thanks.